Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. I would like to welcome to the show today, Rufi McCooney, a corporate wellness specialist known for designing and implementing workplace wellness programs. Ruby focuses on encouraging her clients to take the time to recharge. Welcome to the show today, Ruby. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great on this beautiful rainy evening, but I'm okay. I'm good. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing right now? Sure. Well, thank you. Um, so I'm a corporate wellness specialist, a, go- a global corporate wellness specialist, and I am on a mission to support, guide, and inspire employees to, um, you know, thrive in their careers without sacrificing their health. And I really do this through my uh, workplace wellness programs, which I design and implement for organizations. Um, you know, it, it's no secret that the work life is is taking over our lives. And um, I just really want to bring back the work life uh, harmony, if you will. So, uh, you know, we can still love and thrive in our careers, but at the same time, uh, we can still enjoy our working years too and our retirement years. <laughs> so. I do hear there. I know my involvement with uh, my job that I'm currently with, with the federal government. Uh, we are unionized and I've been involved in union. A lot of the members will come to me and say, I need more vacation time. And I look at it, I say, well, how much vacation time do you have? And find out they've only used a couple of days when they're entitled to maybe three, four, five, maybe even depends on how long they're there, it might be entitled to seven weeks. And they haven't taken utilized all of it. And they haven't over the course of years. So that's seven weeks it's every year. And they haven't utilized maybe a third of it. And then they're asking me as representative for them in the union, go to bargaining agent and say, okay, we want, we want more vacation. And well, a lot of people don't use their vacation. They're, I think they're caught up in the realism or they're, they're thinking that, if I work hard and don't take any vacation, I'm going to get noticed. I'm going to get promoted. But if anything, one thing, and I appreciate what you do is bringing these programs into corporate world so that people know that wellness is key. Because if we have, like you said, if you have sick employees, production is down. If you have healthy employees, production is up and you have a happier workplace. So I appreciate everything you do there. And I try to tell people, even if it's just taking a day off to sit in your own backyard or on a balcony or read a book, take some time for yourself. So I appreciate what you do there. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that sort of that sort of my statement there sort of led into the second question I had there about is the fact that you're saying, and if I remember right, reading from your your information that Americans are the same. They are not taking their entitlement. And how do you encourage them by going into bringing your programs into corporate world and trying to encourage employees to take their allotted vacation time? How does that work for you? 
Well, yes, yeah, so definitely um, a lot of uh, vacation time is going unused. And um, so it's a, there's a couple of things going on. For one, it's almost um, people sometimes often are afraid to step away. You know, the the crown of busyness is <laughs> it seems to be addictive in in a lot of ways, and and there's a sense of guilt too of you know stepping away from your workplace, either um, putting the workload on someone else or feeling that you have to take it on or I can do it all. Another thing too is really not listening to our bodies and, and just kind of going with the motions of life. And we almost numbed out uh, any symptoms our bodies might be saying that, you know, I just need a break or um, in certain cases too, maybe externally you feel great, maybe you're energetic, but you still need that break as well. And so when I work with companies, I really to uh, communicate and, uh, you know, inspire employees and just uh, make them aware of A, the importance of taking a break um, from a health perspective, you know, even though you may not feel that you and in fact why wait until something happens right (laughs) why wait until you get sick so everyone needs to recharge even the fanciest of cars um, need to be shut off for a reason and so uh, our bodies are the same way you know we weren't designed to constantly be on the go 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 so one um, primary factor because uh, you know if we look at um our elevated stress throughout the uh, world, especially with the pandemic, then with the workload, it's so key to to take some time off. Um, As you mentioned, even if it's just... um, even taking a half day on a Friday, you know, uh, even taking a midweek break, it doesn't necessarily have to be a whole two weeks at a time um, time frame. So really emphasizing um, the impacts of stress and the importance to rest and, and recharge. Um, and then secondly, really um, is, uh, in, you know, sending that message that it's okay for you to step away and by that I like to and I do this through my executive uh, leadership wellness coaching because if our managers and leaders can show that example you know perhaps uh, they take vacation time they encourage uh, the employees to take time off um, we're seeing a lot of companies now that are actually giving the employees a whole week off to just shutting down the company for a whole week and uh, encouraging no emails, no calling, because we often see even when people are on vacation, they're truly not on vacation. Exactly. And so um, so when it starts from the top, you know, that saying um, the fish rots from the head, <laughs> you know, so when it starts from the top, then, you know, it's it, it, it catches on. And then also it gives sort of that permission to the to everyone else that, oh, OK, it's OK. Um, and you can even start with simple things like um, not emailing after a certain time at the end of the day. Um, you know, the weekend is uh, stressed for, you know, rest and relaxation, um, even challenges or fun things that you're doing, you know, just to make to normalize having fun as adults, <laughs> you know, in the in the workplace. 
And then thirdly, I really work with the well. I try to create a wellness committee in companies as well. And this is a group of peers in the company that it's a voluntary, uh, you know, and um, but they are part of the company culture. And so working with them, it is that open communication line. Um, and uh, my goal is to make it their program, not something that I'm coming in and saying, we're going to do this. Um, So we we work together and through my assessments and surveys to find out what what they want in their program. But having that committee in place, it also helps filter out and almost create a, a a workplace uh, wellness culture. So, you know, really filters into the company versus just an external program. And if having them on board, encouraging as well, uh, um, work-life harmony, which includes taking time off, um, I found that to be effective as well. We have a big push here for work-life balance. Living in a big city, such as, well, I live in Toronto, which is, largest city here in Canada, and just commuting sometimes to get from one end of the city to the other end of the city, depending if it's rush hour, it could be two hours. That's just one way. So you figure the amount of time you spend in a row commuting, that's time can be spent with family. So we are looking at a work-life balance. So one thing we talk to, especially in my environment is um, and now that we've proven that employees can work from home with technology because of the pandemic is to allow employees to work from where they're located rather than having to commute into. Now there might be times when the employer will say uh, either they're doing a training function or they want to review work. So you'll have to come in the office maybe once or twice a week or maybe once every two weeks. So we're looking at that, showing the employer that yes, we have shown that, we can work from home. Now, there's a lot of people can't function in the home. You need to be that in that group environment. And and we look at it both ways and say, for those who in the future, when it's allowed, if they want to work in the office, to make room for them. If they, people want to work from home, set up a hoteling situation, whereas they may come in on a Monday and use a desk. Someone may come in on a Tuesday and use that desk. So the shared desk space, that way you can reduce the amount of real estate because that's one key thing that uh, businesses I know here in the GTA, Greater Toronto Area, have looked at since the pandemic is their their real estate footprint, trying to redetermine how much space they really need because with technology, they've proven that they can do the bulk of the work from people working at home so they don't have to pay for that real estate. That they're using up. So instead of a 10-story building, they might only need a four-story building. But if all companies are doing this, then who's going to need that extra space? We're going to have a lot of space that's empty. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Maybe they'll become condos. I don't know. But that's a that's a very good point because there are a lot of um, empty office spaces. I think, uh, I, one, a lot of employees have voiced that they prefer being uh, working from home. But companies are also seeing the, uh, the cost effectiveness of it in yeah. some ways, too, as well. I, and, and then with the uncertainty, sometimes it, they're just finding it's just... 
more productive to just have a set, uh, you know, policy right now and yeah. wait until things die down, you know, <laughs> and yeah. know exactly what direction things are going in. Now, as this is a travel podcast, understand that you have a passion for travel. You love travel. So can you tell our listeners about maybe some of your travels and what are some of your key takeaways from your adventures or misadventures? Yeah, well, uh, definitely. I love travel and I always, um, you know, encourage and, and recommend traveling. You know, one of the things I, I love about traveling is uh, the experiences and the memories. You know, you can uh, you can read things in a book and you can see things on TV and the Internet, but there's nothing that beats um, actually experiencing things in person. And I, I, a lot of times, you know, either there's lack of information or um, not enough information about places. Uh, and so that's um, and, and so that's one of the things I found in places that I've been able to travel to is the memories but also experiencing different cultures because yet it's interesting because we are also different but you know we are also similar in so many different ways too and so uh and, and you know in traveling i always try to be um uh, less of a tourist, but more of a traveler. And so actually immersing myself in the culture of uh, wherever I am, even if it's just, you know, two, three hours away, you know, just trying to get an idea of the actual location. Um, I know, and it's interesting because whenever I travel with my sister, something always happens, whether it's a delay or we lose something. But uh, there was a time when, um, in Europe, actually, when I was moving to the States, and I had about, I think it was about two, two or three bags, and I was told at the time, or at least I thought, how heavy could they be? You know, I was, <laughs> you know, so I thought, oh, it can't be that heavy, and we didn't have a scale, and, you know, we're pulling these suitcases, they're practically the same size as us, and and there was a long line at, at our uh, airline station. And actually, the planes had been delayed. We were supposed to fly out in the morning. It was now about 9 p.m. at night. And so, but we were in the check-in line probably around 7 or so, trying to get our bags in. And there's a long line behind us. And <laughs> you get there. And you know how they tell you your suitcase is too heavy for, so you need to... <laughs> And we could just, you know, just the embarrassment of it, but we, uh, because we, uh, we felt bad that we were holding up the line and <laughs> that in itself was it. And, you know, I was really young then. And so it, it was, uh, you know, it was just one of those experiences where, I just wanted to get out of there. And so finally we were able to actually um, get I I think we ended up having to get another bag and and everything worked out well and then not to mention the fees because we had to pay extra fees and being a student then it was just it was quite the trip <laughs> 
but uh so yeah that that's one memorable and we joke my sister and i we always joke and say um whenever i will i'll meet you there rather than i'll travel with you because we always something always happens <laughs> well i know i can i can talk to you about hours about misadventures but i can tell you <laughs> uh losing a cell phone many times but always having it returned now, um, uh, yeah, it is those memories because, uh, I, and we still laugh about it to this day. And and I, I one really good memory, which is interesting now, and especially after you know, after travel is so limited now, you really get to you really look back at experiences that you may have taken for granted, or you know, taken travel for granted, but. When I was younger, my parents uh, used to take us to Victoria Falls because I was born and raised in uh, Zimbabwe. And, uh, you know, I love Victoria Falls. But, you know, sometimes when you're born and in in a place, you don't necessarily appreciate Mm -hmm. it as much. So after about maybe the fifth, so every school holidays, it was like, oh, let's go to Victoria Falls. And you know, it was just like, ha, ah, again. But now, oh my gosh, you know, when I see uh, things on TV about, you know, a, a small flash about uh, Victoria Falls once in a blue moon, when I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh. And even when I think back, it's just like, those were such fun memories, even, you know, as such uh, growing up. It's, uh, and I, I can't wait to, you know, to go visit and experience that <laughs> again. People travel for many reasons, and for me, it's been both personal and business. And everywhere I go, there's different experiences. So it could be great food I've tasted. It could be the music that I remember, especially going to Ireland and hearing music in some of the pubs. Do you have any fond memories of, or is there a specific incident where you can either say, I remember that destination for either the food the music, the people, or something special that stood out for you, other than Victoria Falls? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I think um, one place that really left an imprint was uh, Egypt. And we it was a, a tour, a school tour, um, and I was lucky enough to, to get to go there. But it was, I, I mean, I was just in awe of, um, and actually at the time, I Egypt too, and this is one of the things we spoke about earlier. About sometimes you you read things, and then you when you experience it for yourself, it uh, you know it's it's night and day often, and so you know the people were just so welcoming and just so um and i found that actually everywhere where um people are just so open to uh people visiting you know to tourists and people from um other countries coming to their home um and just uh, being so open to share their culture with us you know as a group um even just being in the elevator just anyone asking for help and you know if if you need anything and 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 things like that but then of course being at the at the pyramids um because we went there you know during the day but we went at night as well and they did a screening of uh, the history behind the the pyramids and so um yeah so that it's just 
left uh, such an imprint uh, for me. And I, in in areas too, uh, I alluded to it earlier, I definitely try to be, um, I, I will go to the famous places in a location, you know, but I also really try to spend if not more time trying to uh, see if I, you know, if I can actually get to know uh, the everyday life of, of um, you know, of different cultures. Uh, one thing I, I noticed in a lot of places, maybe in Europe too, is uh, actually in particular in Europe is during uh, the work life or, or the work day rather, a lot of places seem to take um, a, a lunch hour uh, a, a real lunch hour so you know they actually shut down maybe some stores you know I remember we were trying to go to some stores and we saw lunchtime and we closed until the afternoon and I remember asking and saying oh is it a holiday a public holiday and like no this is <laughs> this is it's lunchtime <laughs> you know and even um I would see people reading in the park during the uh, their lunch breaks, and um, and then at at, at five o'clock, uh, the family that I was with actually ended off um, their work day, and it was a complete shut off from work. So there was never that. Um, lack of differentiation between, oh, I'm working and now it's family time. So those are some of the things that I've taken from different places, how work life is, how family life is, and just how um, the culture and the habits and uh, so. You know, you actually are more productive when you uh, step away from the desk uh, and 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 come back. Particularly if you've been, we we talked earlier about people working from home. So these that that commute has gone. You know, sometimes when you're at the office, someone would uh, come to your desk. Hey, let's go grab some tea or coffee, or you would go to the break room. But even just that uh, sitting all day is exhausting. And being in front of the the computer, it, it's so easy sometimes, oftentimes to just sit all day. But even just taking that step away from um, a ten minute walk, you know, just to to go outside, get some vitamin D, you know, come back. Oftentimes, um, many times, actually, people are more refreshed and ready to tackle the rest of the day, especially we all know after maybe 12, 1, 2, after lunch, you kind of feel <laughs> your energy's down. <laughs> so it's a perfect time to, to take a, a quick little walk. <laughs> now, do you have any uh, planned travel in the near future? Yeah, I definitely hope to try. Well, for one, I've always wanted to come to Canada and I would love to visit the Niagara Falls and would love to <laughs> to compare Niagara Falls and Victoria Falls. But uh, so I'm hoping to be able to come to Canada and would definitely love to travel around um Africa a lot more a, a lot more of Africa and uh, and Europe as well in Asia. In fact, if I could, the whole world. To be honest, <laughs> I I will. But uh, but top of my list would be um, Canada. Um, I have some family in, in Europe and and Africa as well. So uh, so looking forward to to that for sure. You know, I say we all travel, even if we just travel you know, to the corner store. If we go for a walk, uh, if we 
drive to visit family or even walk to visit family. Depends how close you live or fly. Depends on, we all travel and we travel for a reason. And it's, I think half the fun is getting there. Enjoy the experience getting there, but also enjoy the experience when you're there. You can meet interesting people along the way. If you have a stopover somewhere, which I've tried to arrange for some passengers where they were flying, say, to Paris, and then they were going to catch a later flight, I try to say, you know, go explore. While you're there, take the time and explore. We're going to be there for a 12-hour layover. You've got lots of time. So <laughs> <Go and> explore. <laughs> you may as well explore. It's true. Yeah. And I've heard... Um, the uh, you know the the concept of sometimes we have an idea of where we want to go, then we look for tickets and things like that. But then sometimes maybe even um, looking and seeing what's a great ticket deal, you know, and then saying, oh, you know, maybe I'll try out that spot. Or if you always go to the same place, uh, maybe staying at a different location, and um, if you um, maybe a place that. You, is more comfortable or that is similar to your lifestyle, maybe staying somewhere a little bit different just to, to experience something else. Um, and, and yeah, it's all about really finding that joy in that. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's wonderful to have a passion for our, for our career. Cause you know, that's what, you know, we all have, we're all passionate about something in our careers. But I think that passion lasts a lot longer uh, and we last a lot longer too, just health-wise as well, when we can also um, filter in that joy and happiness during our, our work time because uh, life is short as well. So, you know, we why not enjoy um, our life in the process as we're enjoying and progressing in our careers as well. So. Agree with you there. And as we get close to the end of this podcast, uh, one final question for you. This is a time for you to be able to let our listeners know what you're working on or what the future holds for Rufi today. Sure. Well, um, October is actually Spinal Health Month, and uh, the one thing we've we've seen even pre-pandemic is uh, a lot of professionals are uh, sitting a lot, you know, eight to ten hours a day, and that can definitely impact our our bodies, our spines, our our hips, our lower back. So I am doing a spinal health uh, workshop and I actually, my colleague, she is a very experienced Canadian certified professional ergonomist. And so she does um, the workshop with me and we really talk about the impacts of sitting and what professionals can do uh, daily, just simple movements, you know, to um, uh, to alleviate that, um, you know, uh, amount of sitting that we're doing. And then she actually helps uh, with setting up uh, how to set up a proper workstation, um, you know, in the office or at home as well. And uh, and then we, I'm doing a work from home wellness program for companies working remotely. Again, just to infuse that wellness, uh, particularly if you're working alone at home, you know, just so we can break up that day for you. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.